hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. So if you're listening today on the day that this is released, it's Thanksgiving. And oh, <laughs> you're going to think, Robert, you planned this amazing to start the Yud section on the day of Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> I didn't plan it, but apparently God did. And so here we are. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to share what God has given me for Thanksgiving for you when we are ending into the Yud section. So as we've talked about these transitions between letters that we have just finished the um, tet or the goodness um, section, the, the hidden goodness, the, the ninth letter of the Hebrew alphabet and, you know, the hidden goodness. So you just had a baby, right? <laughs> That's the idea of the tet is, is like, oh my goodness, now this baby is born. And as it is born, we get this next letter, which is the yud. And actually, the Jews consider that they are the Yud um, and because they're the hands of God. And so the Yud has everything to do with hands, but it's so much, it's, it's an unbelievable letter. And so actually, when we're born into the family of God, in, in, in we, this Yud comes alive, this dot, the little that means a lot. So the Yud is the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and the idea is that you know, if you want to write something down on a piece of paper, you have some concept in your mind that is probably pretty large, um, the whole concept. But when you put the pen to the paper, the first thing you do is you make a dot. And what you're doing is you're taking something very large, an idea, and you're making it small is a dot, right? And so God, in order to create a finite universe, when he was an infinite God, in a way he had to shrink himself in order to create an expression that was the universe. And thus we have the dot. And that dot, when, when you know, when Jesus said he wasn't going to remove the, a jot or a tittle, you know, those jots are, are literally the yud. And that yud is the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And, and so, you know, that in itself is hugely significant because they will tell you that 10 times any number is getting to the full extent of that number and, and, of course, anybody would, that knows math knows that this is hugely significant, <laughs> this, this tenth. And, of course, the ten commandments. You could go on and on and on about the number ten. But also the thing of it is, is the, when you just hear the word yud, you think that's a, the yud, the letter itself, with a dalit, which is, means hand. Okay? So not a big shocker that the first, the wisdom of the yud, and again, you're going to probably see where hands might have something to do with Thanksgiving, not to mention that Jesus's hands <laughs> have nail skin scars in them because the hand of God has is, is got a mark of love for us. So the Yud, the first verse is verse 73, and we're talking about the wisdom of the Yud, and it says, thy hands have made me and fashioned me, right? That's... If, that's the word's hand, and that's why it starts out that way. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments or thy mitzvah. And so how beautifully 
that it's like when you're born again, you become a you. So you can see that thy hands have made me and fashioned me. It has everything to do with this birth that's taken place after the tet, right? Which was this goodness has been hanging out for nine months, and boom, now we got a baby, and this baby is a yid or a yud. <laughs> it's absolutely cool when you think about it, and, and so. What also that you can't help but note is that hands have got everything to do with thanksgiving because when you go to praise, this is what you use. So if you were to look up in the Bible, you say, where's the first place you find thanksgiving in the Bible? Well, <laughs> glad you asked. The first place you find it is when Leah gave birth to Judah. <laughs> and she said, oh, I'm so thankful that the Lord has given me a son. And so she named him in its own way, Yoda, thankful, which is, you know, again, the hands praising God, thanking God, acknowledging God for what he's done. And then the whole tribe of Yuda, you got it, right? <laughs> and, when, and when you think of all the great names you know, of God's name starts with the Yud, Jesus' name starts with the Yud, Jacob starts with the Yud, and, and again, it all has to do with this, this is not a coincidence, okay? <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's Yahweh is, is the name of God, right? Yeshua, you know, you can hear that sound. And, and then Israel, it, you know, not only Jacob, but Israel, you know, they both start with that good. Isaac, you're, you, you know, you got it. You're, you're, you're starting to get the feel of this thing. So this letter is hugely significant, and it has to do with being born again. So the thing that's just beyond cool, okay, it's just beyond cool to me when you think of this concept, is Jesus, um, well, let's just go back to the, the concept of, of the Hebrews and how they celebrate their year. And so their Thanksgiving festival is Sukkah, right? It's it's the Feast of Tabernacles, but it's also the Feast of Ingathering, whatever you want to call it. It's their harvest festival, okay? And when you look at this, it has a lot to do with the, it has everything to do with Jesus, all right? And, and so when we go to John chapter 7, you will note that this whole, ver this whole um, chapter is based on what's going on at this Feast of Ingathering. Okay, don't miss this. It's absolutely amazing. And, and I really think I've got a Thanksgiving present for you here as you think about your Thanksgiving this year, that it's got a lot to do with this feast. It certainly has tons to do with the Yud. <laughs> All right. So, because this is Yeshua, right? When you look at John chapter 7, it says, After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. Okay, verse 2. And then if you look at the Feast of Sukkah and you study it, you're going to find something really, really amazing that they are, it is their feast that has to do with joy. And I'm going to give you some verses later to, to really think about this Thanksgiving. But from their standpoint, it is their most joyous festival. And, and so when you look at them and, they, and you look at how they celebrate it, I mean, these people stay up all night dancing because they are so joyful of what God has done. So thankful is, is the idea of what's going on. But the highlight of the feast on the eighth day, don't miss this, <laughs> on the eighth 
day of the feast, right? Because we've been thinking about the you know 119th Psalm, all has to do with the eighth. Well, on the eighth day of the feast is the big crescendo and the big huge deal. And if you go read um, anything that the Jews write about what they do on the eighth day, that is the day that they pour out the water on the altar. And back in the days of Solomon, I guess that they, it was the most joyous thing anybody ever saw you know, in history. And so this idea of pouring out the water on the altar has got so much to do with what Jesus is going to share here. So when you, again, take John chapter 7, look down to the 37th verse, and it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you've got a Blue Letter Bible app or anything that shows the cross-reference verses to this, I mean, what an amazing, what an amazing Thanksgiving study, okay? And, and you look at the Old Testament verses that have to do with why Jesus said this, and it has everything to do with succor, and it has everything to do with Thanksgiving, and it's got everything to do with the Yud when you think about it. But when he talked about that water coming out, the water is the mem, Okay, the letter mem, it means water in oh so many different ways. And the mem is the first letter in the word Messiah. And so when you look at what Jesus was saying here, you know, when he was pouring out this water on essentially the high eighth day of the Sukkoth feast, right? And you look at the cross references, Deuteronomy 18, 15, Proverbs 10, Proverbs 18, Isaiah 12, therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation, right? Isaiah 44, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon dry ground. I'll pour out my spirit upon thy seed with blessings of thine offspring. In other words, all these things happened there in John chapter 7, and this happened at their Thanksgiving feast. Ezekiel 47, verses 1 through 12, all talk about the water spreading. Zechariah 14, 8. Galatians, Ephesians. Again, when you look at this, it says so precious. It's the cross-references to John 7, 38 in the Blue Letter Bible app. And you can see where water, Messiah, is so connected to Thanksgiving, it's unbelievable. But as all this happens, as we think this is Judah, <laughs> we've been born again. We get to thank God for all that. So I hope you're as thankful as I am this Thanksgiving. And, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll spend time um, just seeing all the wonders that are in God's Word today.